0: Things are
1: sexy. So, where are you
0: coming from, bro? Coming from Queens, my guy. I live over in Queens. I live in Astoria. You ever go over there? Okay,
1: nice. Yeah, man. You know, I was um, homeschooled for ninth grade tennis. We'll get really into it. I played tennis in ninth grade. I had like a private tutor, and I used to go out to the track in Astoria Park like three days a week. No joke. Like early in the morning. So, I'm familiar with Astoria, just taking the. And RW all the way yeah. out there.
0: Well, over there on Reynolds Island, there's also they have a tennis complex over there. Did you ever play yes, over there? Yes,
1: dude. That's funny you mentioned that. Yeah, I used to play there all the time. Like when they first opened the tennis tennis yeah. complex, I was like one of the first juniors to ever play on those courts. Actually, like the indoor courts there.
0: Were you pretty good at tennis? tennis? I was pretty you look solid. Like you got the body for tennis.
1: Thank you, bro. So you see behind me, we have all the U.S. Open credentials Let's right go. here. Oh, so, so you're
0: actually a big fan of, US of like tennis, too?
1: Like huge you're still fan, dude. Game. Are
0: you from the south? I didn't. I had no idea.
1: Yeah, you are yeah, from the south, I'm from Missouri, bro. Okay, well, so
0: technically Midwest. So.
1: The school that I was going to would send me homework. Would send me. Uh, the test Like uh, or Would have me take the test Like a couple days Before I left Just like yeah. a whole Specialized kind of situation mm-hmm. Uh, But yeah man I was at top- Specialized in special
0: ed Or like <laughs> no, <laughs> Yeah yeah I okay. guess it is Kind of like special
1: ed dude For <laughs> special education It's but like a tamed wise, down version yeah. Of like what you should <laughs> yeah, exactly, be taking Exactly dude No but I was privately tutored And I was traveling in the country Playing tennis ornaments So you. I was pretty serious So
0: the only reason I asked Is because I have a good friend Coco Vandy uh, Yeah Vandaway, I'm Okay sure you know yeah her. yeah dude And I hang out with all these girls Uh, Bethany Maddox seems Like I'm a here name dropping Oh who, but no way like, hey, so, like I'm I'm like tapped in a little bit with like that's the hilarious. Community. That's amazing. But dude. I ask if you know Coco because she played out here too. So. Yeah, so I actually had my
1: friend, I'm not or Coco definitely knows her, Christy on. She was on she the podcast Ahn. before. She made okay. the round of 16 at the US Open. She played at Stanford. But yeah, I know I know a good amount of female tennis players and some okay. male tennis it didn't, players. Didn't uh,
0: Hannah Burner played too, right?
1: Hannah Burner played. She was sick, man. She played number one at Wisconsin, yeah. and occasionally, like, we'll still hit. It was between tennis and baseball for me. Yeah, okay. So I chose tennis just because I got so annoyed when people would miss pop flies in the outfield dude right. i was like, like sure. i wouldn't miss that you're right how are you missing that <laughs> man, i mean okay so you're from missouri you came to new york started a sick comedy show let's get to the freaking beginning of it. it let's
0: get to it baby so yeah so i came out here man six years ago i only started comedy three years ago and uh and then we start like we started during the pandemic so it was weird right because to, to start during the pandemic meant that like you didn't do the normal open mic scene because uh well I started a little bit before the pandemic so I was in the open mic scene blah blah, blah all this stuff but like then once the pandemic hit there was no opportunities to do that so like everybody was starting like these shows and like these outdoor shows people were doing that shit on the roof um and so like we got we got to start a show because like that's the only currency that you can have right now so we started a show called Prohibition Comedy which is a dope show man but it's like it kind of just came. And the reason we call it prohibition is because, like, we started doing this shit in the back of, like, places, shutting the door so no one knew we were back there. And that Damn, I didn't even busted put two and two together. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, so that's why we call it prohibition. But, like, anyway, man, that was the only currency that, that you could have during that time and, like, and, and ability to get up, too, if you were new so like that's the reason we started the whole thing man and like it's been dope to see it grow and like all this shit and we've finally gotten into clubs and stuff so it's a little bit less about Prohibition and more just about kind of like pushing who we are now. Like, and bro. by the way
1: guys Matt has Prohibition Comedy Show tonight as we are releasing this Thursday August 18th at Sesh Comedy on Eldridge Street right?
0: Boom my got okay, the cool, memory bro. of a fucking elephant So check
1: <laughs> out uh, Matt's Instagram you get tickets to that show yes, I'm sure it's in your do. bio right please there do. we'll get to do that. that. Okay so show,
0: moving to New York. Years ago, yeah. Why'd you first move here? So I—it depends on who we sing this in front of. If it's in front of my girl, I say I moved here for her. But if, <laughs> but if it's like, I always knew I kind of wanted to do like comedy, man. And uh, I was... It could be both, bro. Yeah, it could be both. There's somewhere... There's, there's a, a way for it to be both, medium. Yeah, unless she's around and it was definitely for her. But uh, <laughs> no, nah, I mean, so like I, I came out here six years ago and everyone's like, well, why did it take you three years to start comedy? It's like, yo, I went through like a terrible transition because um, I came from the Midwest where we didn't really have much of like a comedy scene. And when I came out here, man, I didn't... I kind of sold everything just to move out here. And so... I sold it all, but it took time to get a job. It took time to understand, like, the the train system, all that kind of shit. Where'd you guys first move to? Astoria? Astoria oh. Yeah. So she had already been living there. And it was cool because I didn't know New York at all. So that was, like, my first experience. And, like, for people that don't know, like, Astoria, like, is dope. Like, it's, it's, if you're a foodie, like, that's the place. You know what I mean? Like, they got great food. It's quieter over there. It's kind of like families. If you're trying to turn up, it's not the spot, but I wasn't really trying to do that. So we moved over there, and it's an easy train ride into Manhattan, as you know, man. So it's, like, simple. Like, it's 30 minutes. I can get to pretty much wherever I want to go for the most part. So um, anyway, so I I started out there, and we were living separately, and I was kind of just trying to make ends meet and didn't have time because I would work during the times that comedy was available. You know what I mean? I was working at night's. So, like, I wasn't able to really do comedy. And then finally I moved into a big boy job. And now I'm Bowman. Let's go. You know what I mean? Your boy's making money. But back in the day, dude, it was hard because I was, like, trying to find time for comedy and do everything at the same time. What
1: were you doing at night, though, that you felt like you needed to have that
0: job? I was working at a restaurant, man, but I just didn't. It was so hard to get a job. Like, I don't think people realize this because now it's easy to get a job, especially after the pandemic. Like, no one's really, like, Working like they were, whatever, or it's it's easier to get a job doing that stuff. It was hard to get a job back then. I mean, I put in my application, all sorts of restaurants. These motherfuckers like, no, we're good. Did you
1: do uh, restaurant waiting staff, table stuff in Missouri when you were there? Not at
0: all. Not at all. That was a problem. And so, like, people were like, "You don't even have New York experience." I was like, "Yeah, I don't have any experience at all, let alone New York experience." You went to high school and college in Missouri, so that's that's the unique thing. So, I went to high school and college in Missouri, and like, I had like a crazy like childhood a little bit. And then, I, so I wanted to get it the fuck out as, as soon as I could. And so then I, I joined the Air Force, and I went to, um, air, like, uh, Air Force boot camp down in San Antonio, Texas. That's
1: dope, dude. Just yeah. side note, we played uh, West Point in tennis, and, like, just the whole atmosphere. The whole atmosphere on that campus. We didn't dominate. We won 4-3, but it was a big win for us, and yeah, the whole yeah. atmosphere on that campus is crazy. Well, the
0: campus in general is fucking dope. Like, it's awesome. Beautiful. Like, if you look out over it, like, it's, like, like scenic. Like, yeah. Like, you can take some <laughs> photos. You know what I mean? Like, it's dope. Um, but they all have their own teams. That's another thing. So actually that's an interesting segue. Cause like, that's the reason I went into the air force was I knew that I was good enough at the time. Cause I was boxing in Missouri and I knew I was boxing. good enough to make the, yeah, the, uh, air force team. So I ended up making the air force team. So for like part of the year I would do, I would be on the air force team. And then as soon as the season was over, I would go back to my job. And so I would go back between the two for the most part for, uh, like four years And so it was cool, man, because like, I feel like I got a little bit of um, imposter syndrome, though, I will say, because I don't feel like I had the same because I went in actually too. this is another caveat. I went in when it was actual wartime, like crazy shit was popping off like 2006. And so um, I feel like I didn't get the same experience as a lot of people, right, because they were getting deployed all the time. And I wasn't having to really do all that. I did end up getting deployed once. But it was only for four months, and then they got me back quick. So
1: Having a crazy childhood in the Midwest and then going to war, did that seem to be related?
0: Yeah, probably. I mean, you know what it is, bro? It's one of the things where, like, I don't know. What's the alternative, though, too? I'd probably be in prison sucking dick. You know what I mean? I'm too pretty to to... Yeah, dude, you got nice hair Yeah, so I had to do something You're you're the same way, bro Thank you, bro I got busy hands and a positive attitude So like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, it it felt like that was the only way out, to be honest How old were
1: you when you moved over here? And
0: you moved back from uh, Air Force to Missouri? No, so that's another thing So then I moved As soon as I got out of the Air Force, I did four years And then I moved out to California for another girl and we ended up getting married and so while i was in i did the whole i did that whole thing where like you know how they always mess with like military guys cuz they always get married too quick i did that shit i did 9 months i was with 9 months with this girl you mean a general married. that's like a stereotype yeah that's, you never heard that
1: no 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 oh yeah
0: yeah military boys be getting they marry on quick
1: well, is that just because, like, they're so secluded for so long and, like, so focused on what they have to do that they will... Nah, I mean, that's a good Jump point. into a uh, That's commitment. a good
0: point, but the reason I think that most people do it, and maybe I'm just out here lying, but, like... Benefits? Yeah, so you get a lot of benefits. They get, like, they incentivize it almost. You're going to move off base. You get more money in your paycheck. All this shit. And so I looked at her because we were cool at the time. I mean, we were dating, but I wouldn't say... Nope, neither of us knew we weren't ready to get married. And so... I was like, yo, you trying to get insurance? Because she would always be like bitching and complaining about not having insurance. And so she's, she was like, yeah. And I was like, let's just get married. How old were you at that time? 23, bro. Whoa. And how old was she? Same age. Was she in the Air Force also? No, 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 no. She was out, out of the Air Force. So that's actually the reason I ended up getting out. Because I shouldn't have got out, to be honest with you. I had too good of a, a, a thing going. I should have stayed in and just boxed with the team and still continue to, like, try to make the Olympics. Because that's ultimately the only reason they let you on those teams is they're chasing the Olympics to have, like, a somebody that uh, can basically, you know, give them a little bit of awareness and stuff for what we're doing in the military teams. When did boxing start Start with you? Good question, man. So I started that when I was – so I wanted to do it forever when I was a kid. The only two things I liked growing up were uh, comedy and boxing. That's it. And, like – um. In boxing, I, they wouldn't let me start it when I was uh, younger because my, my mom was like, I'm not signing the waiver. So it's like almost like football. Yeah, you never yeah hear like totally. people, yeah.
1: yeah, my parents would say that, um, I mean, if I did grow up in the suburbs, they would have never let me play right.
0: football. Yeah, fam. So I was just like, I was like, damn, all right. So then I was like, I had to wait until I was 16 and then started when I was 16. But it was like in Missouri, that was some wild boy shit. That, and that was also around the same time. Do you remember Fight Club?
1: Yeah, Brad Pitt, Edwin yeah. Norton.
0: Yes. And that's a great fucking movie. You great know what movie, I mean? Great movie. But it inspired us because we're like, oh, you can be poor and do this shit too? Because we were poor white people. We're was like, there also like a high crime rate in the part of Missouri you lived in? Yeah, because it's poor, man. It's like we came from this 900 uh, person city. Like I grew up, there's 900 people in my What was like, the city. name of the it It's called city? Agency, Missouri, dude. It's a, yeah, that's I, you know Not what I mean? That, yeah, it's Agency, Missouri. And it's like 45 minutes outside of Kansas City. So, like, it's, you know, it's one of them things where, like, we had access to going to a bigger city, but we were secluded.
1: Is it, like, a Last Chance you vibe? Do you ever see it that is. series? It is, yo! That's for, a good, that, yeah. For those of you guys who have not seen that on uh, ESPN, I think they have, like, they have four seasons. They have two basketball, two footballs, and they just follow... Community colleges in places like small communities Mm -hmm. in Independence, Kansas, and some of these kids have been kicked out of their Division one schools. And like, this is like their last chance to make uh, the protein. I think Cam
0: was on that. Cam, um, uh, Cam Newton, Cam Newton. He he played for
1: Biloxi or something like that, something like that, junior college. Yes, before he he went to
0: Auburn, yes, or. No, because he went to Florida first and then Tim Tebow came in and that's when he transferred to Auburn. There you go. Yeah. So anyway, that's me. uh, That's my cam knowledge. But uh, anyway, but yeah, it was kind of like that had that same vibe. So you just felt like you needed to get out. Yeah, man. I mean, it was just like, now that I needed to, it was just like, where the fuck are those going to go? I was going to fucking backyard brawl people like, (laughs) because we used to have 40 year old dudes that would show up like 40, like someone's uncle would show up and like try to fight us as like high school kids. And we be like, all right, fuck it. Let's fight him. I actually watched my boy mollywop this 40-year-old man. And I've never been more <laughs> What high. does mollywop mean? Like, beat his ass. Oh, okay. Like, beat the dog <laughs> shit. Mollywop this boy. Tough. Beat the dog shit out of him. And, like, I remember being, like, because I was young. He was a senior when he did it. I was a sophomore. I remember like, oh. It was like that Friday movie. Yeah. Like, Damn.
1: What did a lot of kids from your high school end up doing? Man,
0: Are they, they also- still there? I don't know. Um yeah, I mean I think so. I still I still keep in touch with some people and they're all still kind of in the area. Um but there are some people that moved out like my best friend uh, he moved down to Texas and doing, like, really, really well for himself. He's uh, He does, like, pipeline management for oil and shit. He makes sh money.
1: Okay, dope. So talk about the transition from Missouri to now being in the Big Apple, year six or seven. And yeah. then also the pandemic and how you and your girlfriend have survived yeah. the
0: whole time. Yeah, well, so I was actually used to a bigger city, though, because when I moved to California to be with that other girl, I moved out there, and we were just outside of San Francisco. So I was kind of used to being in – I'll tell you what the difference is, though cuz essentially i'm going to save everybody like a lot of time but like we i got moved, time though bro we, we got, got time, time okay 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 so i so i move out to san francisco and i'm with this girl doesn't work out but i spent 4 years out there and but it's a lax lifestyle you know california is which is dope and like so then i moved back to to actually omaha nebraska after we split up why would you move there my uncle was there and I wanted to be close to where I was from but in a bigger <laughs> bigger city but not necessarily too close cuz I wanted to have an excuse for not to come home when my mom's like we never seen. Well, how
1: close is Omaha to uh, where it's you grew three up hours to agency? Yeah, 3 hours. So it's
0: just far enough to be like, "Oh, that's <laughs> Yeah, it can't I can't had... come back like right now, yeah. but maybe tomorrow or the next yes, day." Yes. Yes. So it gave me excuse. So anyway, I got used to that slower paced lifestyle. What kind of stuff were you doing in Omaha? Man, Andy I mean, Roddick's from there By the way
1: Is he really that in there. Yeah he was really? born there
0: Yeah man You know what they do A lot of sports there uh, That people don't realize They have the um, What's the minor uh, Or the NCAA Baseball championships the, What's that called Oh in Omaha Yeah well, They have the
1: World Series In yeah. Omaha World Se-
0: Yeah College World Series College World I Series I remember that. But yeah College born World, World Series or- They have Every four years They have the Olympic um, Swimming event To see who's gonna go to the Olympics For swimming uh Laura Soger I, I think you know Laura yeah yeah, yeah I know yeah. the name she uh she's a comedian now but she was there doing that shit so like you would see they always had like just people coming through at those events and shit like that so anyway yeah I mean I, but I was there just because I was just I had nothing to do I was just like I had kind of like got depressed man and like after the relationship and you were you had gotten divorced yeah yeah oh my so god i man. was 20 that's what's <laughs> wild i was 27 years old and already divorced oh thank- wait, you made it four years though yeah and thank god i didn't have kids son oh shit dude that also be such part. a jam
1: like trying to pick together money and take care yes. of your kids because then your dreams yes. are if not completely gone i mean close to it man because yeah. then the kid is the main character of your life
0: yep exactly yeah, and then by that point it's like, can I move? Like, because then you gotta stay. You want to stay around? So like,
1: right? So twenty seven, working with your uncle or just kind of working? in nah, the No, as a
0: matter of fact, mean I was living with him. This was crazy. He does well. Like, so like, thankfully I could, you know, stay in his basement. Not we wouldn't run into each other a lot. Not that it was a problem. Like he was cool. it was cool, fan, But, um, but it allowed me to kind of have my own space or whatever to a degree. But I wasn't doing shit. I was just being depressed and like thinking about like, what's my next move and blah blah. blah. And so then. I started a company <laughs> I started a t-shirt company because I was like oh this is the this is the this is the fucking idea here. yes this is it and like it wasn't it but like but I started a company, I was trying to do all that and um bouncing around, but then I would go and because i had the the I was fortunate enough to know like athletes um because of the job that I had in, in California where I was in PR, uh, I would go to all these different sporting events, so even when I was in Omaha, I was coming out here to the U.S. Open and shit like that. And um, so it was cool, man. But, like, thank God I met my girl. But were you giving athletes, like, T-shirts? How did this T-shirt yeah, so company tried, start? Yeah, so I tried to basically go the Damon John route. You know what I mean? You know how, like... Yeah, he, FUBU. Yeah, FUBU. I don't know if anyone knows, but FUBU was dope, bro. But, like, for like, a hot two years. But, like... It, <laughs> yeah. It was dope he killed, for, like, yeah. for a second. But, like, what he did, basically, he was, like, just capitalized on all his connections. And he'd be like, go up to rappers in New York and just be like, throw this shirt on. And then take a picture with him. And then he'd use that for marketing. I just did the same thing. I would go up to all these athletes. And even if I didn't know him, I'd be like, yo, bro, tell them the backstory about the company, blah, blah, blah. Throw the shirt on, gives a pics, boom, boom, boom.
1: That's what we do at the Ted Jones Comedy Show, man. Every that's Ted right. Jones Comedy Show, we throw out a freaking tee. Oh, you got your merch. Of, of course, course merch. dude. But look behind you, bro. back left. I got it all, he dude. He got the hat, too. Let's go. Let's go. go. all over the place, Let's man. Let's go. It's yeah, my boy, dude. Brandon. Yeah, bro. So, the Damon John of comedy. Dude, it's hard to find me on a day where I'm not wearing an article of Ted Jones wearing I like merch. That. Actually, I don't think I would ever let somebody find me without either a hat or a tee, for I'm sure. I'm going
0: to be honest with you, that's smart as fuck. Thank you, bro. I appreciate you are that. The, you are the Damon John of Con
1: I appreciate that. So this one in particular is from the third annual Ted Jones World Vegan Hot Dog Eating Let's Contest. Go. Let's but go. we have uh, we have merch from um, all different walks of life,
0: buddy. I was a vegan for like six months. Really? Yeah. So what happened? Uh, I didn't do it the right way. Okay, I just cut out everything and was just eating straight vegetables and shit. And you got like, pretty fit though, I imagine. I got pretty skinny, which, as okay. you can imagine, is not a good look for me. <laughs> so, like, especially since I'm already built like a. In, were you in, were
1: you in New York though when you went vegan for six months? No, I was in Omaha at this time. Oh, dude, that had to have been so yeah. hard. Yeah, it was really tough. Yeah, because like even the it. restaurants
0: were no, bro. Were like, bro what the hell? This meat, meat don't want to like, look, look at this pussy <laughs> over oh, here. Goddamn fish! Hey, show him the. Girl (laughs) section, you know, like yeah. In
1: in New York, man, it's it's. I don't want to say super easy, but if I if I were to be living anywhere else in the world, maybe besides the UK, this is it. I mean, this is the place where vegans kind of thrive. We have so many options. L A as
0: well. California has a ton of options. Yeah, California in general. Started out there a little bit. So why'd you stop? Man, like I said, I just didn't do it the right way. And like, how do you you
1: mean you were just not eating the right thing So your boy doesn't cook. So that's already I fuck, a problem. Yeah, with dude, the game. I, me too. You know what I, I, I mean? I have a difficult time cooking.
0: It's not. It's not a difficult time. We <laughs> just don't want to put effort.
1: Into I don't it. want to. I'm. Always... I'm more of like a preparer. So yep. I'll crack open a can of beans and chickpeas and put it in a bowl with hot sauce, and there's my three dollar and fifty mm-hmm. cent dinner. I have no problem doing that. Exactly.
0: So I was the same way. I was lazy, and I was like, "This shit don't taste good." And it's not that vegan food can't taste good, because now I've gone to uh, restaurants and shit. I'm like, "This shit is delicious." Yes. And it was dope. Like, it, i I love this shit, but like, I just didn't. Take the time to prepare it in the way it should have. So I hated what I was eating, or I was or then ordering out way too much to like the f- two restaurants that could somehow make vegan food there. So this was
1: in Omaha, like six or seven years ago. Yeah, I would go back. Yeah, man, I think it's it's a lot easier. I mean, now to Pull just out your consider little vegan glizzy the thing right
0: now, and I'll go back right now. I'll yeah, listen. literally. I mean, I
1: have vegan glizzies in the in the
0: fridge. Really? But no, yeah. I was talking about oh, Vegas. about Mike Johnson. <laughs> I'll, I'll <laughs> take it. Voice forty eight percent. All right. Um, it's I'm just the,
1: about the 52% yeah, that matters, yeah, boys and yeah. girls. What is
0: gay even? Yeah. So talking about Missouri,
1: Missouri, Omaha, Nebraska, and then dude, I mean, you know, the Air Force as well. But then coming to New York City, was it a culture shock? And yeah. do you love it now?
0: Yeah, bro. I mean, like I said, me coming out here was oh, tough. I hated it. Yeah, like what was the transition I hated. Like? I hated New York for two years straight. I hated New York. I think because... I was doing where I was just living to survive. And you know what I mean? Or how would it go? Surviving to live or whatever, whatever the the phrase is.
1: Well, you meant like you would just wake up and be like, I just wake up. I need to get the next. Yeah, I'm trying to
0: do what I had to do to get the money to get the bag in. Like,
1: was it easier, though, split splitting rent with your girlfriend? Like, when did you move in with her? I wasn't
0: with her originally. I was on my own. Uh, No roommate even? We have roommates, but I was just. So I didn't have no money Like I wasn't really Had that much income So like it was tough Uh I wouldn't really Get paid nothing At that restaurant And um So it was tough Cause I was just Trying to survive You know what I mean Like I, in My bedroom Looked like a fucking Jail cell There was nothing It was just all white Like It's like just yeah, the bed I, sh- I needed some like Merch and, and shit I didn't have nothing It was just the bed And so like It sucked uh, And then I w- didn't know How to get around I'm not good with like Directions and shit too So it took me a whole year Just to like, the subway system that's how sad I am. Buddy. Well,
1: it's gotten easier though with f- cell phones. And it's when dope, you man. first moved yeah, here, it was it was definitely tough.
0: Yeah, but I had the app, but it, I just I didn't understand like the all the shit. Yeah. So, the but anyway, I, I, I figured it out. Um, and then after two years, stuff started kind of falling in place and clicking. But I hated it. For how time
1: many times time. did you think about just breaking your lease and going home, being like, "Mom, Dad, I am out of here."
0: Yeah, I, not really. Man, I was just like, I committed to this. I got to stay the course. In what's was, the like, what was the course though? is find any way to, to do something more than just survive and like try to find what New are like York some like City. applicable steps to like getting the stuff I actually want to do and like actually doing it.
1: At that point in the first two years, you know that you wanted to do something in comedy. It was just For kind sure. of figuring out For your sure. way.
0: For sure. I was like trying to figure out like what the scene was, who was the players, like all that shit. So uh, did you go out a little bit? Like I, would, to I clubs? didn't have much time, but I would go to clubs and I would see the people that were performing And like, even you only see on TV, you only see such a small percentage of comedians. It's not until like you actually go in the club, you're like, oh, this person's dope. I never heard of this person. And
1: it's New York that gives you that. And it could be
0: someone that's been doing that shit for 12 years. Wednesday at 9 p.m. in Bushwick, Brooklyn, on a free show. Yes. So it's like, I started really, I was like, oh, okay, like, this is a person that hosts shows. This is a person that does stuff. This is the scene, like, and you kind of, everyone starts out in that scene, too, I wouldn't say everyone, but a lot of people start out in that scene where they're trying to figure out uh, where you can get up, just any way to get up, like open mics, you know, laughing boot. Everybody probably knows about laughing. All these different things, you know what I mean? Like, what are these ways to to get up? And so I did all those after that. I got comfortable for like two years or so. Do you remember your first open mic or show? Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. I got so many. uh, Listen, I think... If you're a person that is somewhat driven, you're going to put yourself in a position to succeed, but if you're not ready, you're going to fail, and I have some funny stories about just f- eating dick for, like, all right, bro, I, I'm telling to tell this, I actually never really told this story, not even um, to many friends, so, like, first of all, once I started getting my footing, like, like I said, I would eat, I mean, everyone eats dick too when you first start because you don't know what the fuck you're doing. You don't know how to construct jokes, all this different stuff. So I don't even know if I know how to do that now, but like, um, but like, I was like, I sucked and I was just trying to get up and all this different stuff, but I was like trying to hustle and, and figure out the scene and who's in it and what's what. And, um.
1: What year was this by the way?
0: What is it? 2022. I is, so 2019. Yeah. 2019. And, um. So it's crazy. So, my, the job, I finally got a good job, a decent job, right? And they're, they're trying, this lady that's um, on the board, she's like, yo, we want to throw a party for one of our head board members down in Florida. And so she's and like, and this,
1: sorry, this job was in New York?
0: No, this was in Florida. But the job was in New York, but she was in Florida. His house was in Florida. So they wanted you to go from New York to Florida? Yes. And she's like, you can bring whoever you want. So I was like, all right. She's like, and they were trying to throw me some names. I'm like, nah, I knew who I wanted to bring. So I brought Schultz and Akash. And luckily, yeah, luckily they had the budget. What
1: do you mean? So they reached out to you because they knew that you were kind of getting involved Mm -hmm. in the comedy scene just from talk around work. Oh, yeah, Yeah. saw this guy, saw this guy. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And they were just like, ask Matt, maybe he knows. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll bring some people down and in my head I didn't even put it together at the time I was like I'm bringing two like the wildest boys like like in the scene down to Florida for this gig and uh, and I think I didn't realize like the scene enough at the time and like or what they were looking for like this was definitely much more of like a PG-13 crowd and probably you know what I mean like it wasn't the vibe that i was trying to make but did your company
1: give you a budget and they were oh, like yeah. you just oh, yeah. it to they them. okay and they bring you budget. down
0: yeah they made a good budget
1: and then like which was the only way i could get them stuff. to come down
0: cuz we gave them the, the bag so cuz the guy the board member has schmoney he does not care so <laughs> dude yeah. i love shmoney. he got the schmoney so like <laughs> he fucking he threw the bag at him and they came down and we go down there and they, we all meet up beforehand and they're doing their due diligence, which I should have done, but like asking questions. I don't really have a whole lot of answers. So then we go to the, the venue. They're asking questions to all them and like trying to get the the layout or what's good. And um, anyway, long story short, bro. Schultz is asking all these questions. I'm learning in the thing because I'm like, oh, this is what I should have been asking this whole time because I kind of went in naive. And uh, and so, so Akash gets up, does well. Kind of bagged on a little bit. How much time did they do? I want to say Schultz was supposed to do 30. Akash did 20. And what was the venue? It was in uh, Fort Lauderdale um, or that area. And like, it was just like a restaurant. It was like a restaurant. And, um, <laughs> and, and Sch- Akash gets up, does well. Schultz gets up, is killing Killing for like 10 minutes. Then, I don't know what happened, man. He just got like a wild hair up his ass, but he looked at one of the co-owners and like, what do you do all day? And the guy was like, I don't do anything. he goes, yeah, you look like the type to lay on your back and get fucked in the ass. (laughs) (laughs) And I had the whole, everybody in the thing goes, Oh, <laughs> and you can tell they wanted to laugh. Yeah. But it was because it was their boss. They oh felt my afraid to gosh. laugh. So then they were afraid to laugh the rest of the time. Rest of the set? Rest of the set because they didn't know if it was going to piss their boss off because he was wild, visibly pissed. And Schultz afterward was so fucking funny because up there one time <laughs> after he said that, <laughs> he said some jokes and they were laughing. He goes, <sighs> <laughs> and like you can tell he was feeling and Dude, I asked him it.
1: That's the most fucking structured yeah. crowd of all time. What yeah. happened after?
0: so I asked him afterward. I was like, Yo, bro, I said, I said, Are You feeling <laughs> it after that? And he was like, Buddy, was I feeling it? He said, I could hear the fucking kitchen staff in the back clanking dishes. And oh my God. How many people were in that crowd? I mean, it was probably only, um, uh, 80 or 80 to 100. <laughs> oh it was like God. 80 to 100. So
1: everybody in there obviously knew the co-owner. Like yeah, tight. and they were
0: scared to laugh. Like I said, he was fucking murdering. Right. And then he just said that. I think he was just like, fuck this dude, because he was a pants.
1: Interesting guy. foreshadowing to, I guess, his most recent special when he had to buy it back from that streaming company. Yeah. Who knows? But yeah, that's his style, yeah. dude. That's
0: fucking hilarious. It's hilarious. But anyway, so this is what I'm talking about, though, in terms of just like breaking off more than you're ready to chew. So then he's in... Kansas City during the pandemic, twenty twenty.
1: So how many months was this after this first sh- uh, experience you had with him in Akash in Florida? It was
0: that was around like Christmas time because it's a Christmas party, which is the reason they wanted to have him. And so this was probably fast forward. I want to say eight months later. So I've been doing comedy probably for like a year and a half, and like still. Trying to figure it out Right And hadn't done comedy much Because of the pandemic I wasn't able to get up How much time do you think You and were comfortable with And this is me
1: with? trying to Fucking give an excuse For what's coming next Well how much time do you think You were comfortable with In Kansas None. City When he was there Yeah well, maybe, I mean like maybe, 10 10 minutes. T-
0: maybe like 5 or whatever Okay oh damn okay Yeah bro It was not good Like uh, And like I won't be Yeah I was not good For like 2 years At all Like I just started Kind of learning this stuff A little bit And starting to really like I feel I feel good now You know what I mean Like I just so takes a while. Yeah. So like, I'm just saying, like, everybody learns at their own pace. But yeah, I was yeah being realistic. I was not good for, for two years. So um, anyway, so I go to Kansas City. He's nice. He's a, Schultz is such a nice fucking guy and great dude. I was in. I just happened to be there because it's my home city. And he's like, do you want to get up? And I was like, sure. I went up and ate a fat fucking fat vegan hog. I mean, I just bombed, and not once, <laughs> two, three, three times, I think. He had show. you do all
1: three shows? Yeah.
0: Let's go. That's a great experience, well, though. Well, uh, that says a lot about <laughs> him. He's a nice, such a nice dude, man. Such a great dude. But you did like, five minutes on all those shows? Yeah, and just bombed my ass off, bro. Damn, bro. It was all because I wasn't ready, man. I was just trying to get up. You know what I mean? But like, at the same started. time, it's all
1: because of the connections and how good of a guy apparently you were. Yeah, at the mean, time. yeah, it
0: could be that too. Yeah, and like Schultz is just a great dude too. So it's like, yeah. But it taught me a lot in that moment. Like I can't like I've actually I've I feel like I've learned a lot where I'm like I'm not going to do stuff that are pushed to do stuff until someone else wants to coast on me. Like you know what I mean? Like I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna kid up and just keep trying to be funny, man, and like keep doing my thing and like, you know, and, and figure this whole game out. But I'm not gonna push too much anymore.
1: By the way, s- stand by for Matt McCoy on the Ted Jones comedy show when we get a date in October, man. Gotta get you on, of course. For
0: sure, we'd love to, and I'm definitely gonna do my thing on that. Okay. I just opened actually recently for uh, Danny Lopez here at Caroline's. Okay, uh, this past weekend it was awesome, man. It was fucking dope, and that was like the finally get up there and feel like. I'm Like, you know what I mean? Like, when you feel like you get good, like, you're like, yeah, I, I can. How much time did now. you
1: do on that show? Fifteen. How much time are you comfortable with right now? Somebody like, all right, Matt, go up there, do, do your thing. As much uh, time as you're comfortable with.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, look, I featured for this dude down in North Carolina and did 30. I was stretch that shit, okay. bro. Stretch a little crowd work shit. here. Yeah, I do a lot of crowd work, though, in general. But um, uh, so I can kind of stretch whatever I have. But comfortable time? Fifteen. I could do fifteen like comfortably, yeah. But like, I mean, I could do more for sure. I could do twenty, twenty five if you're adding in crowd work and all this shit. I just feel like me and like my jokes and shit like that. Like, I, I have a hard time writing. I'm just being mad honest on this podcast. Love it too. Yeah, man. I have a hard time writing and like uh, connecting things. I feel like man. Whereas like crowd work, I really feel like in my element and like I'm having fun with it. Did you ever take improv classes? I did, yeah. In New York City? Yeah. At UCB? Not at UCB, uh, uh, this other place, but
1: yeah. So I... March 10th, we were supposed to have our class improv show at UCB's 401 class show, and right after the show, potentially we would go into like the Lloyd teams, which would perform once a week in Hell's Kitchen. So I had been taking improv classes for years, and like right at this specific time, March 15th, we were supposed to have our show. It never happened. UCB got closed down in New York. They may be bringing it back, but as of right, as of like that time, they closed it down just because their expenses were through the roof; they couldn't keep it open. Yeah. So that point, I was like, "Fuck! I need to get more." each time and it kind of got to a point where once things were coming back to normal maybe like it was probably around like 13 months or so 13 or 14 months that may of uh of 2020 i think that was the year that's when we had the first ted jones comedy show at asylum so like you were saying that was really like one of the only ways to like start getting a lot of stage time have something to offer to comedians right. and that was like when i made the kind of full transition from just doing improv and a little bit of stand-up to like doing stand-up full-time
0: uh, okay okay yeah. so you were more of an improv guy i beforehand. was bro
1: yeah i was uh is UCB i loved still even around? in la it is and i hear that they might be bringing it back to new york city but i'm not 100 okay. sure that's what that uh that sign on my uh refrigerator is it says yeah. the herald there yeah, yeah so just kind of like the structure of it but improv in the city is Hard to find now And good improv man I'm not sure if you've Like seen like A good improv show Yeah like Second City Yeah man They're so freaking funny Like Mm -hmm. so good You know like There's something to be said For bad improv It can be really bad But like When I see good improv Like I die Just at the simplest things You know Like people are just thinking About how they would Legitimately act If something like this Simple would happen In your life And I just die From that sort of thing
0: And a lot of actors Do that right
1: Yeah Um, Well the the UCB Had a a bunch of Initial Yeah yeah But uh, I think it's a great muscle And a great tool You talk about doing Crowd work Like that's some of the best Thing you could do You know if, If something's not working Your jokes Your hammering Hammering for 10 minutes Is not working Okay let's take a two to four minute break, do some crowd work, boom, crowds back. Yep. Um, but yeah, super valuable, as I'm yep. sure you know. For sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, but uh, do you feel like you've gotten that muscle from UCB that you feel comfortable doing crowd work? Like I it? think
1: that it's gotten me to a point, or it did get me to a point where I was just super comfortable on stage and I really didn't, I don't want to say care how the audience is reacting, but I just kind of had like, a, okay, I know exactly what I'm going to do. If something's not working, I know how I'm going to transition. If that's not working, I know how to transition. So just being comfortable and not being afraid to eat a dick, as we've been yeah. t- as we've been talking about, because it yeah. happens to everyone.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. And, and honestly, like <clears throat> like there's a thing that I always say about comedy, because I always liken it to boxing a little bit, where like when I first started boxing – Everything felt like it was like 180 miles an hour. Just even like the dodging shit, you were just like, holy fuck, is this guy really that fast? But it just feels like that because you have so much um, uh, adrenaline going through your body and like you're not comfortable in there yet, and it takes time, and it took me forever in boxing too. I'm starting to think I might be slow, and probably should have been in special ed classes because like <laughs> I feel like it takes me a long time. But I got really good at boxing, but like I was so trash at like the for the first year or so, man.
1: I mean, I'm not such a I'm not so familiar with boxing, but just watching it and you know hearing about the coverage for so long, you could also like in comedy there are moments where it's okay to leave a little bit of silence. Yeah. You know, like there's moments in boxing where it's okay to not do anything yeah. at that particular moment. Yeah. You don't need to be going 100 miles an hour exactly. every single time. But like, you know, in between a joke, okay, maybe you're transitioning. Think about it for like two or three seconds. Okay, yeah. and then you're going to the next yep. one. Instead of trying to ramble, oh, shit, that joke didn't work. Go yep. to the next one, go to the next one, go to the next yourself, one. But Just being yeah. comfortable on stage. But
0: it's similar in the essence, too, of like you being on stage and feeling that that adrenaline. And it can seem like it's going so fast, and you have to remind yourself, Oh slow down. Just yeah. enjoy this and have fun." And Listen like, to that laugh. But let it, it takes come out time a to get that. relaxed anyway. It does. It really does. It, so. so, what's
1: been your highlight? Would you say that maybe opening for Andrew in Kansas City was one of your highlights?
0: No, but that, that was a few I years ago. Ate a fat. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. No, that's definitely not it, bro. I mean, I was thankful, and it was. It's a nice awesome opportunity. opportunity, there. You but it's a learning opportunity more than anything. A lesson, it, not a less, loss. Yeah, it was a lesson, and so. I would say, honestly, man, probably the most recent one opening for Danny at uh, Caroline's, because it's the first time I felt like I belonged um, in that position, and like I was ready for it. And then I think it came out because I did really well, so like it, it was awesome, man, to like finally feel like uh, you are ready for something. I guess like, do you, I don't know if you are ever been ready, but I am so pessimistic.
1: How do you feel about your show, you know, going forward and how it's been? I think it's been comedy. awesome, man. Like I said I mean I see like you guys have sick lineups.
0: Starting in, in in uh you know, starting in the pandemic, you like established, finally establish yourself as like a brand or whatever, which takes time. And then for people to know you and fuck with you and like, oh yeah, I'll I'll definitely make room in my schedule to try to be on their show because it's worth it. You know what I mean?
1: But you guys have done it in a number of places for my right? We I've do it seen, in right? a lot of
0: places, man. We do it in a lot of places and like I think I wanted to specifically, Kevin and I, I think, do that because we don't want to feel like we're trapped into any one thing and that we can move it as we want to, however we want to. That being said, we'd like to find at least a home, a little bit, like something like a monthly somewhere, but it just hasn't, the right opportunity hasn't come about yet. But we've had some cool opportunities. Like we had a show at New York Comedy Club recently that was great. Um, We had some Gotham Comedy shows that were great. That one at SESH that we talked about, obviously, um, that's happening Tonight. today. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where, like, these are cool places. We just haven't necessarily got in the rhythm of doing it at one. You know what I mean? Or, and not sure we want to, but, like, it's it's fun to bop around. It's fun to even also go back into these. We do, like, bar shows still. We'll have a bar show in Queens every at the end of every month.
1: That was the first time I saw you guys. Was that uh, on 3rd Avenue, 28th Street?
0: Yeah, that that one we had to that one we had to, that one was kind of starting to flutter off. Actually, yo, that's the one you came to. That's the worst show we've ever had.
1: That's the worst. What <laughs> do you mean
0: like, attendance wise? Cuz yeah. you had a good lineup. Yeah, we had a good lineup. We had like 12 people. We had, like, 12 people in attendance, and it was tough, and that's when we were like, fuck, we got to do something about well, it.
1: Well, it's also got to be tough, though, to do a high-caliber show like that with a great lineup at a bar. I don't want to say it was just, like, a so normal bar, So, this is bar, what but... happened.
0: So, this is what happened. We were doing it in that in that bar for over a year every week. Every week. We did it every Tuesday at that... And so, it started with, like, crazy. Like, everyone was hyped up, ready to go, and it was still going. And we were... And, you know, it was went really well for probably six months straight, but, like... At the end of the day, I really feel like, just in my opinion, like this stuff was not built for bars. It's built to be in comedy atmospheres and not bars. And, so, and that's not taken away from bar shows or anybody who does a bar show because we still do. Them. But like, but it to get that, make that magic happen where everyone's killing and like this low ceilings and because there's, there's just places that are perfect for comedy. You know what I mean? Like this the the venue everything. And like to to make that and recreate that magic is very hard in a bar. Not saying it's impossible, but it's tough.
1: What are you looking forward to the most? Maybe at the end of the summer, or coming in the fall. If you have anything that's coming up, that yeah, I'm man. Looking I got
0: married um, two weeks ago. Oh, let's go, Mazel Tov! To the to the go. second time. There you go, dude. There you go, nice man. Don't worry. Boy. Where it's, was it? It was so. It was down in North Carolina.
1: Beautiful. Where so in North down. Carolina? My grandmother is from Oxford, North Carolina. Really? Yeah. What
0: home? Where is that at? You don't know where Oxford is? No, I'm not
1: no. 100% sure where it is. But it's in.
0: <laughs> but it's in. It's in North Carolina.
1: Maybe. It's in I like how he was like, you don't New know where Durham? Oxford's at? And then I was like, you know. He was like, well, who's from North Carolina, know. your girl?
0: Yeah. Is that why his you were family there? lives there. Okay, down okay, okay, no, okay. But they're from New York originally. So they just Fuck, moved I down should there. No. Okay. Uh, no, it's not a big deal. But like, I was just wondering. <laughs> he was like, Oh well, you don't know? <laughs> <laughs> you tell me, so I'll make sure that yeah. you know. Um, no, so they live in. Well, that's exciting. Yeah dude so it was dope so we did it in the Outer Banks which is kind of Oh fuck no. dude I've been watching that show Oh you yeah, yeah, watched yeah, that yeah. show yeah, yeah dude those kids are great swimmers yeah in the beginning of the show i guess sw-
1: <laughs> it's, yeah. it's like by a lot of water people have boats and stuff that's like a main dude Mm -hmm. I've always kind of fantasized about having a kind of lifestyle like that drive your little boat over to your boy's house it's like Venice Italy type because
0: like we have the same thing in Missouri except for it's poor people the Ozarks the
1: Ozarks you (laughs) watch that show on Netflix too which is very indicative of what the Ozarks is (laughs) I love that Jason Bateman if you guys have never seen that or Jason Bateman if you're watching right now what up great job in that series
0: dude show that boy so but you yes. know these
1: tennis players, man, just to jump back to the beginning of the episode, yeah. through your PR agency that you used to work for in California?
0: No, so I know a bunch of other athletes through that. The tennis players I actually met because one of my friends dated a tennis player.
1: Dude, I love how you say tennis, by the way. That's yeah. pretty Southern. Tennis. 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 <laughs> <So> <laughs> like, up here, we just say tennis. But, t- every, like, all the good players say tennis. 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 All the good players know how uh, to say tennis. 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 Okay, your boy dated the, a, Boy dated
0: uh, Irina Falcone. Canadian uh, No uh, Maybe she is actually I don't know She had
1: a Canadian flag next year. Dude
0: is she, she is was the number one junior In the world For a she? moment Yeah okay. she was nasty Damn. I don't know where she is now She's not playing anymore Okay actually, That's where she's at now She's <laughs> making that sh- money And then got out now Where she's out is Florida. she What teaching I don't know what they're doing I don't know But um, But Anyway, so I met Coco through her, and then I met a lot of these other girls through Coco. Just from like practicing with them while they were in Florida? Nah, but they would come, we would hang out at the US Open. Like when they come out, we'd we kick it. Or are you like,
1: going this year? I am. So are you going? I'm trying, I'm trying to figure out what I'm gonna go with my vlog camera, dude. I got
0: you, bro. I got you. What do you, you mean? I'll get you tickets.
1: I I was just gonna get a day pass. What do you mean? I'll give me tickets. Yeah, I'll give you tickets. All right, dope, dude. I used to be a hitting partner for a number of. uh, Did you? Yeah, a number of uh, pros. That's why I have those those credentials. Guys or girls? So I was a hitting partner for Megan Shaughnessy. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of her. Then Christian for two years. I've heard of um, well, I wasn't. I didn't hit with her, but like she gave me her guest pass because we went to high school together. We were good yeah, friends. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I've spent a ton of time at the U.S. Open, man. I freaking love it. Yeah, it's great, dude. If, you, it.
0: if people who haven't like, don't sleep on that. That's it's cool. But you know what's even cooler than that? Because I do appreciate tennis now, man. I'd be honest with you. I'd never really. It just wasn't my cup of tea. But now I appreciate it because I see all the hard work and shit that they do. But like, those are cool events. But because of the prestige around them, there's like kind of an air of like. You can't party and like be wild, but I, it's probably tennis has always been like that. I yeah,
1: imagine. I think so. And also, when you go to the U.S. Open, you kind of have there's so much going on at that specific event that it's not really like a party and drink right. type. Like you have a few honey deuces. Yes, and honey then, deuces. Yeah, let's go. And then you go, the go honey deuces to the courts. So
0: you've been on the scene.
1: You've been on the scene, bro. That shit was my life for yeah. so long, for so many years, for like a solid. I mean, going from the ages of, like, 12 to 21, when I stopped playing in college, nine solid years, all tennis.
0: But And so you have appreciation now. Like, I have appreciation. But, like, it's interesting, man. Like, when you see specifically tennis, I just think the environment's weird. And sh- you tell me, like, they should make it more. I'm not saying inclusive because it, it is inclusive to a degree. But, like, I'm saying... More of an event that people want to come to. And so there was this event that Kogo played called Tiebreak Tins. You've heard of that? They, were, they, they were
1: doing that over the pandemic, no? They were.
0: They did, uh, Before the pandemic. It was like slightly. And they did it at Madison Square Garden. And it's cool because they rotate in after you miss a point. Like There's a whole structure to it. But it's like it's interesting man it, and like it's it's quicker it's faster paced well
1: I think one thing's for sure is we do need to change the scoring system
0: mm-hmm. I think
1: that the scoring system's outdated it's been around since you know the very beginning of time but it's difficult for people to learn how to k- pay attention and watch yes. tennis on like on the yes. TV you'll see that it'll say 5-1 and then like 2-love yeah. and people are like wait, yeah, what? wait what I, I yeah. thought there were 6 games in a set no the 2-love means he's up 2 sets to love yes. and 5-1 in this set so it took 32. me a minute to, yeah, to understand bro, too, bro. So it's, it's you definitely have to be a tennis player and then the cross-court survey. I mean the rules of the actual game of playing tennis I don't think needs to change but the scoring and having some fan kind of people understanding and having fan appreciation people who really yeah. understand the game dude, well honestly
0: you know what's cool though too is like if you do go to some of these other events man, they are dope like I went down to the one in, in Miami uh, what's it called Miami
1: open Miami open maybe I was at that one too uh, well did you go to the one at the Hard Rock Stadium or the one in Key Biscayne he was king. That's the one I went so to So that is dope. a fire
0: one, bro. That's cool. That's where the party Park people, tennis center. Yeah, people were partying at that one. I'm yes, like, all right. Yeah, it's Miami too. Yeah. Yeah. That Definitely. I fucked with more. Mm-hmm. But it's crazy cuz when I went there, that's when I really realized how much money's in tennis too. Like all the sponsors, like Ferrari, like. Um, but if you're playing in
1: those tournaments, and that's right. so, so that's if you're a hundred top one hundred fifty in the world. If right. you're two a hundred in the world, you're if breaking even, barely breaking even. <laughs> yeah, dude, you're playing tournaments at like country clubs yeah. in yeah. the middle of suburbs stuff uh, like that. Yeah, so yeah. if you're a top one fifty or top one hundred, even so, you, we'll talk about that. You're making $40,000 per Grand Slam tournament, and they're four a year. That's assuming you lose in the first round, and you're right. top 100, you make all four. So you make 160 base. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, you probably make another $200,000 like, throughout that also the year.
0: also taking in the, the account of playing doubles and that kind of stuff, too?
1: No, just singles. So you could okay. play doubles, but it's a strain on your singles, man. Yeah. Like, they'll have you play a well it's different between men and women's but you have some men playing a four and a half hour five set match and then you know eight hours later they got to go back on and play doubles now women sometimes like their matches will be like an hour and a half and then they have to go play an hour and a half of doubles which obviously is still strenuous right but it takes away from your singles that you could potentially go further and like all these people who play tennis like everybody who starts playing tennis wants to go and play tennis singles like the yeah. only reason that they are playing doubles fully is because they're either they've found that they're better at doubles or they're not as good at singles and their doubles yeah. ranking can actually have them um, make right. a good amount of money well like I think it's career, crazy than the
0: ones who are good at both because like yeah Barty actually Barty was number yeah. one for she retired
1: a while. bro isn't that crazy it's crazy 25 years old at
0: tw- she was only 25 yeah
1: I believe so 25
0: Crazy. I didn't realize nuts that. yeah but yeah, she played, her and Coco won during the pandemic, the doubles. So, so it's, it's kind of crazy that she was good at both. Yeah. To be really good at both. I do know what you're saying, though. Where like, yeah, you usually probably won. And also back
1: in the day, though, it was more uh, more common to see men and women be good at both like a John McEnroe would win to both of the tournaments. But now people would say that there's so much focus on singles and it's so grueling. And the strategy behind doubles and singles are so different that it's very hard to be yeah. number one in singles and number one in doubles.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree, man. I think well, like you said, especially with just the, cause you're playing the next day. So there's really no like, and that's another thing too. Man. I mean, I, the, that's what people I don't think understand about tennis. There's not really an off season no, either. No, no. It's like they get done. And like, I want to say this is because this is like we'll hang out in December because it's really the only month that they have themselves because they get back from the Asia tour or whatever at, toward the end of November. And so it's like they really only have – that month of December until then, they have to go to Australia yeah, through, man. in January. It's crazy. And
1: it's if crazy. you really are, and if you're a person who's ranked, you know, 120 in the world, you don't want to take any time off.
0: And that's another thing, too. Yeah. You're probably not taking December Yeah. Off. So if you're top
1: 10, maybe you are taking December off, but it's just such a feely kind of sport you know mm-hmm. where other sports are so schedule oriented right. maybe not i mean you think about boxing though boxing is like i don't even nah, know kind of I how know. that would be how that nah, would be. yeah
0: there's there, i mean it depends you always want to stay in the gym but like you're only fighting three times a year max and so you can take that six weeks off or whatever you want to do in between fights so where it's not as especially because you've probably been boxing for like 20 some years so it's you being in the gym after immediately after a fight isn't necessary so Are you gonna, I don't, go ahead, go ahead. No, so I'm just like I, I they, there's definitely some sports though, like tennis, um, that there's just no off time hardly. Because and they, especially if you compare it to like the NBA, like those guys get forever off in between seasons. It's like seven months. That's it. Like they get a ton of time off. So I don't know. I'm just saying more or less, basically, tennis players. Are, uh, well, I'm, thank you for the respect. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, that, and tennis
1: is a full time, like a uh, full life sport. You know, yeah. you can play tennis at yeah, 60 play that years shit. old. Right. And you can learn how to play at any age.
0: Yeah. No, you don't want to eat your fucking brains. Fucking, yeah. Forget that pickleball bullshit. Yeah. Get on the real court right. out there, guys. Get out there.
1: So, Matt, are you going to be in New York City for the rest of your life?
0: No, I've just talked about this recently, actually. So I was in the Hamptons <laughs> um, <laughs> this past weekend. Which Hampton? And, uh, actually, just right outside of the Hamptons, Montauk. Um, we were in Montauk. Well, Montauk's in Hamptons. It is, and we were in Sag Harbor, too, so it's like tomato, tomato You were pepper. Hamptoning, yeah, bro. Yeah, we were Hamptoning. Um, but it was one of those things we were talking, it was like, I'm not going to be out here forever, man. It's a... Uh, it, the pace with which you have to go in New York City I think once you become an established Especially in the way that comedy is set up now Once you're an established comedian You don't have to stay here Look at Nate Bargazzi, Look at like Theo Vaughn I think they live in Nashville I want to say
1: and Is Theo in LA or no?
0: Theo's in Nashville now too um, Austin That's a slower pace place You know than,
1: uh, um. So you can see yourself in a Nashville, Austin, LA Sure, type?
0: yeah Anywhere where there's a scene for sure it, it won't always be New York though I love New York Don't get me wrong I fuck with New York and, like, I love it. But, like, to stay out here and maintain, like, I don't know, this lifestyle of, like, not getting much. Because it's more than just comedy. It's, like, not getting much back for your dollar. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's so many different shit that goes into that, man, that it's, like, hard to be, like, I'm staying here forever. Because, like, what if you want to get out of the city because you think it's just too noisy and crazy? Where do you go, Westchester? Well, you also just got
1: married two weeks ago, so I'm sure your wife, like, is thinking about the house, the kids, right, maybe.
0: Right, right. So that's a whole other thing, too, yeah, where it's like, yeah, what's the next move or what's the next play? But I don't know. But even if you go to Westchester or somewhere outside you drive of the city, in. you drive in, but it's, like, it's not any cheaper, though. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to Westchester, it's fucking expensive, too. Like, it, Back, so it's like, you, yeah. Acquired. What about you? Would you leave or no? I mean, I can, yeah, man. You're like, new. You seem like a New York City guy. I can't see
1: myself leaving, bro. Unless the bag really does pull me somewhere, I can't see yeah. myself ever living. But in, even like you can do else. this
0: stuff in, in like yeah, in a
1: Florida, Miami. I do love Miami. Sure. My dad's down there a few months out of the year. Is there
0: a scene down there? Like a yeah, a
1: little bit. I opened for Hannah Burner down there at really? the Miami Improv. That's dope. Uh, that was amazing. That's really the only kind of club Miami proper has down there. It's yeah. like 400 seats. Uh, but if you think, like, Miami, South Beach, there's nothing down there, man. Nothing if you're trying to real. open something down there. So that's, that's another a, thing, to i always idea. wanted
0: to open a club. Really? Yeah. I just don't know if that's the way. Man. Bro, that's ambitious. What do you I mean? If- what do you mean? I just don't. I don't know if we're doing, like, the forecasting of the future. I just don't know if that's the vibe anymore. Or where you can really.
1: I think if you open it in a market where it's asking for it, like a Miami where people yeah. go down there and they don't have a place to let loose and laugh. The only thing to do in Miami is go to the beach and drink. You know, like sometimes True. people would get sick of doing that, I'd say on a on a given night. And if you open a 200-seat club in the heart of South Beach, like bro, you're going to be raking in cake from the food, drinks, I agree, everything. but
0: what do you think about this so like the Miami Marlins have a tough time pulling in attendance? That's a professional sports team that can't bring I hear what you're saying, streets.
1: but like People don't really like baseball that much, man. you know, <laughs> like, you the best espacing market in the world? I hate to say it, but it's not the steroid era anymore, man. You're not seeing yeah. Sammy Sosa versus Mark McGuire right. in My, Miami Which Marlins Which that's Just
0: let him fucking do it.
1: Yeah, or don't test. You see yeah. Fernando Tatis Jr., yeah, son got, of Fernando Tatis, 80-game yeah. suspension.
0: Was that what it was for?
1: Uh, it was for, was it for steroids? Yes, yeah. It was, yeah. He took something that apparently... They all fucking say that. Oh, my trainer was giving me this. Yeah. We don't know what well, it that's is. That's what you got to say these days. Yeah. And then also their contracts. I think now there was some talk about how some of these clauses that the owners are putting in, if you don't get this exact uh, batting average You're going to make X amount Millions of dollars less But then again You can take steroids In that contract You know Get above that And then you won't get Any of your money Taken away So it's See, a lot man, of like It's one, one of those iffy Kind of plays
0: Yeah it, Baseball is tough I agree with it I know I don't even like baseball I'm, I'm only just reiterating that Because I was watching The Jeter documentary Last night and like, Oh
1: what part are you up to bro I'm like four finished episodes it. in You finish it I'm not going to say dude, anything it is so good. Actually this is how
0: it ends um, <laughs> Now No, I mean, we know how it is, but like, um, (laughs) it is interesting, man, to like see that him moving to the ownership side of things and stuff. Oh shit. I haven't
1: gotten that part yet. Oh yeah. He started, uh, he was the owner of the Marlins or like a portion of it. For Are you a Jeter fan? Yeah. I love Jeter.
0: Are you a New New York 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 guy? guy? Yeah. You grew up born and raised
1: raised here, bro. I was born in Princeton, spent six weeks there Yeah, and, um, moved to New York city. My dad and mom both got jobs in the city when I was young.
0: Let's go. Yeah, man. I, uh, I like this. No wonder you could never leave though. See that's what I mean. You're, this is you. This is your thing. You know what I mean? If you, if like and anywhere else I go, man, it's just I feel like it's too slow. I'm gonna tell you right now. When you go and visit other places, I feel you now because when I go to places and they don't have like. My meal done in a certain amount of time. I'm like, hey, let's fucking go. Let's go. Why are you not open until four in the morning? Like fucking speed. You know what I mean? Like there's certain things that you get used to out here Uh that are hard to get over when you go to other places. Like, dude, I don't want to have
1: to drive. I don't want to have to hop in my car be in thirty minutes of traffic to get somewhere that I need to be. Like yep. I want to be able to hop on the train, look at my phone and be like, okay, I know I will get there in thirty minutes. There's nothing stopping me. Yes. You know, there's no car crash potentially in four yep. miles. Like, no, we're getting there in thirty minutes. Or
0: God forbid you want to go out past eleven PM in Omaha, Nebraska or somewhere like that. Not possible. Here, you're just getting started. What well, <laughs> the bars like close at twelve oh, o'clock? Yeah. I mean it's yeah, it's like get out of here, maybe two AM at the most. It's like it's tough, you know what I mean. So it's like living here; you're afforded those certain things that you can't get other place. Like also during the pandemic, seamless, all that shit. You know, you they weren't doing that there. So like it's tough, man. Because there's so many good things about living here that has to justify that I have to justify giving up by leaving. Favorite thing about New York? Favorite thing about New York? That's a good question. What's my favorite thing about New York? I think it is just. How many ways you can do different things? Like you said, if I want to come into the city, subway's delayed, no problem, I'll get an Uber. Oh, Uber's too expensive? No problem, I'll hop on a fucking city bike. Oh, I don't have my pass with me? No problem, I'll take a fucking... You know what I mean? Like, there's so many different ways to do everything here, which is great. And it just allows you the opportunity to do whatever you want at any time. It's pure freedom, which is great. And that's why they try to fucking bring you guys down with the uh, two towers, right? (laughs)
1: Amazing Matt Let's McCoy Thank you so much For coming on the podcast Matt shout out Your Instagram Talk about what You're gonna be doing Over the next couple of weeks Get us excited bro
0: Ted Jones Here we go Um no <laughs> now nah, Follow me At @realmatt_mccoy. Underscore McCoy We'll pop it up Right um, here If you wanna hold, uh, uh, hold it Hold uh, uh, it Hold it with your thought, foot Yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> Put it right there dude uh, <laughs> Oh is that the...
0: <laughs> Oh that was too much Um uh, Yeah follow me At Real Matt Underscore McCoy Um uh, <laughs> Um, <laughs> also at, at Prohibition Underscore comedy uh, They come to the show tonight I'll, put the, to show I'll tonight. put the link I'll put right the link right here the link in the thing Come out Come out Come out Appreciate you Ted Jones You're the fucking man bro You're Matt, awesome Thank you so much bro
1: And uh, we'll see you soon Follow this guy And we'll see you guys on Monday Okay Peace but-